This episode is brought to you by Krishna Nose. Good morning. We are doing the Uddhav Gita and we are in chapter 16 and we had started verse 19. So we are going to continue with the same verse. So we are doing the Uddhav Gita, the last message of Sri Krishna, chapter 16, verse 19. By ascribing worth to sense objects, a man comes to be attached to them. From attachment rises the desire for them, and desire leads to dispute amongst men. Now this is a very interesting verse for you to understand how you ascribe a certain worth to an object let us say you have a phone you have multiple phones two three phones now if you are having a very expensive device then that device will be always much worth that means let us say you have an iphone and then you have some other two three brands so you will say that the iphone is very expensive and you will take care of it because if you were to lose this phone then the problem arises because you would have lost quite a lot of money now this is where the money wise crisis is there you know we put a value to it now let us say the same phone issue we have you have three phones now one of the phones is presented to you by your mother now she passed away few months ago that might be a cheaper phone but the amount of value that you are going to put to it is quite big because that was her last present to you so every human being puts a value worth not just in terms of rupees or money he can put it in terms of any other method also like say for example how dear a person is so in terms of relationships many a times you have seen in households the boy is a doting one to his parents he is he dotes his parents quite a lot and he provides for everything and then he gets married i think it's a very common thing in india where we see that the mother will say oh now my son doesn't even care for me or the father also will say the same thing because now he is taking care of his wife see so we have put a value to everything in the same way life itself has a value depending on where you are and at what point you are in life when you have reached a certain age at that time when you are tired of this world the value that you will put for rest is much more than the value you will put for work so again it depends on age time place and every other factor so if i have to look at life of an average human being he values everything and he puts a value to it and then he regards that value in such a manner that this is worth more than that there is a comparison in similar manner you will find that you may have a number of footwears you will wear a particular type for a particular occasion in the same manner your clothes everything is so very important because there are values that you have put for it so here sri krishna is telling 
Uddhava, that when you ascribe a worth to a sense object, a man becomes attached to them. You become attached to that object. From attachment rises a desire for them. Imagine that object getting misplaced or somebody else coming and taking it. When you see two children, you know, a baby, a newborn baby, there is a sibling rivalry because when a newborn is there, the elder one thinks that my mother is going to take care of the younger one more than me and she is going to stop loving me. Don't you see that is a kind of a thing that happens? So in this material world, these are the things which happen to a human being. So they ascribe a value and because they have a certain value, they get attached to them, the objects. And out of attachment, the desire for them comes in. Now desire leads to dispute amongst men. Like I said, this child, the elder one, is very angry with the younger one. And this rivalry goes on even when they grow up. The elder one will say, My mother loves the younger one more than me. Though I am the one who was there before. And that happens. There is a beautiful story in the Puranas where it is mentioned that a king had many wives. And the eldest, the, the number one wife, was least liked. She had a son. And the youngest wife, she also had a son. The king's elder son wanted to sit next to the king and to sit on the lap because he wanted his father to love him. And because of that, he goes near the king. But the other wife, she tells her son, you go and sit over there and shoes this person away, this other son away. This son got very angry. He says, what is this? I am not even allowed to go near my own father. And then he asks his mother, what is the solution? What can I do about it? So his mother says, why don't you pray to the Lord? So he prays very fervently to the Lord. The Lord comes and stands in front of him and asks him, what is it that you desire? So he says, my father doesn't love me. I would like to sit on his lap and he doesn't take me on his lap. So give me a place which I can be fixed over there and nobody in this world can ever shake me from that place. And that is how the story of Dhruvatara or the pole star came into the picture. So this young boy, his name was Dhruva. So he became the Dhruvatara or as we call him the pole star. The pole star is a fixed thing in the sky, isn't it? So this is just to understand how the disputes arise amongst men. And because of disputes, so we move to the next verse, we will understand what happens because of disputes. So we are doing chapter 16 from the Uddhava Gita, verse 20. Disputes engenders vehement anger, which is followed by infatuation, Infatuation quickly overpowers his hitherto abiding consciousness of the right and the wrong. When there is a dispute and because of the dispute, the person gets very upset and angry. He says, why should this happen to me? Look at the things that are happening in this world. Lots of people are fighting. For what purpose? Land disputes, 
disputes because somebody is not getting elected, disputes because there is an agitation going on for farm purposes. How many things are there? And these disputes raises anger. You will find that in some cases, suppose there is a big dispute. Why? Because people want something. Many years ago, one of the landlocked countries was not able to get fuel for a very, very long time because the roadways to that country was blocked because of certain dispute. The people were very angry because there were no fuel, nothing was coming in that country. This country finally took a decision that we are no longer going to be friends with one country, so they went and joined hands with another country. So the friendship with one was broken and the friendship with the other is becoming stronger. This is what happens. Friends become enemies and enemies become friends. Things happen this way in this world. You will find that even most of the film stories that are there, I'm sure you have seen, there are two friends, they are in love with the same girl. It's an object. Think about it. See the whole sequence, how it works. By ascribing worth to the sense object. Let us say these two boys are in love with the same girl. So there is a worth between the two of them. They feel that she is a very worthy person. And from attachment, and they get attached to this object. This one girl they get attached to. And because of attachment, there is a desire to be one with her comes in. And when there is a desire to come closer to that girl, this desire leads to dispute amongst them. Between these two friends who are in love with the same girl, both of them want her. So there is a dispute between them. They fight with each other. And dispute engenders vehement anger. One friend thinks, I should be getting married to her. The other fellow says, no, I should be getting married to her. And then there is an anger issue coming in which will follow by infatuation. So infatuation comes into the picture. This infatuation is such that this girl is there and she is in between these two people. It is the same thing between countries also. Are you not noticing? That some country comes and takes away a part of another country. That is a problem. And then there is a fight. And when this infatuation overpowers a person, at that point in time, there is no, nothing which will stop a person to understand the right and the wrong. The power to understand the right and the wrong goes away from a person. Then they are willing to do anything this one friend is going to try to murder the other one. Why? Because of one girl. Because of that attachment to the object. Because of the desire to own this person. Did you get the point? So Sri Krishna is explaining to Uddhava, this is what happens. It is the same thing which Krishna had explained to Arjuna in the battlefield. In the Bhagavad Gita, he had mentioned the same words. When you get infatuated with an object, that kind of an anger which comes in a person, person is never able to control that anger. He loses the sense of the right and the wrong. So this idea, what is good and what is bad, goes out of the window. Nobody has this clue. Even in our life, when we get attracted towards some object and if we don't get it, we also get very angry because we don't get it. In the companies where there is no increment coming in, 
you know people have they have stopped giving all kinds of increment nowadays because of the pandemic in some places promotions in some places job offers it it all differs so it's the same thing even is as a young boy in school a young boy or a girl in school if somebody keeps on coming first you are very angry with that person how can that person come because he must be doing this <coughs> sorry so why should he get the rank not me did you get that so this is the reason why a person doesn't have a sense in his head what is right and what is wrong because of that anger so this other children will try to pull that one child down so let us move to the next verse now this is chapter 16 from the uddhav gita verse 21 for noble soul when a man is deprived of his consciousness he becomes almost a zero like a man in stupor or half dead he then misses the end of his life this person who has so much of anger in him anger leads to complete ruin the consciousness which is there which was showing them the right and the wrong leaves that person you will find that there are lots of times where people commit suicides murders all kinds of wrong things they join the bad people how many times have you heard of people getting upset and joining the terrorist organizations why do they do that because they have a certain anger issue they have a certain desire of recognition and so on and so forth they everybody has some issue and because of that issue all that arising out of the desire to own some object or the desire to be a part of that place this desire leads a person astray this person completely loses his sense of the right and the wrong and when you lose the sense of the right and the wrong he says when he is deprived of this consciousness he becomes a zero many people have anger issues and because of anger issues they do not have the power to discern they lose the power they never have any control over themselves and when that happens the consciousness leaves them the the good things they forget what is good and what is bad for them many a times in my own world also in the spiritual world i have come across people out of no rhyme or reason they get angry and upset they become jealous of another person because the other person might be progressing in their life in spiritual or the other person is trying to come closer to the guru or just because if i have to give example of a person and say this person is like that you should become like this actually it's an example we give examples in this world the spiritual master also gives example says you should become like this it's a bar set by that person nothing beyond that but yet oh guruji is comparing me to this useless person for what and when that kind of a thing happens anger sears through the veins and when a person gets angry there is no control infatuation comes into the picture i have to get that i should be doing this and when that person believes that i want to become greater then there is a 100% ruin of that person of that individual can go to the extent of murdering people 
it happened in case of adi shankaracharya adi shankaracharya had one great disciple who was then nominated as the shankaracharya of the first matha which is the shringeri matha he became the adipati of that particular place the chief now it so happened that prior to shankaracharya's leaving his body he gave a certain amount of job to this devotee of his sureshwar acharya he said do this translation for me do this anointment for me write this thing dada three four disciples that were there they were very angry and upset thinking that shankaracharya adi shankaracharya is taking that other person's side and they plotted to kill him these other disciples plotted to kill sureshwar acharya that is the kind of extent the madness was there because they were losing it and just because of that they lost what was due to them shankaracharya got very upset he said how can you do this to my disciple and then he starts walking away he says i don't want to be with any of you because this is what you are going to do instead of understanding that these are devotees of god and it doesn't happen in one place it happened with jesus christ it happened with buddha it happened with shankaracharya you think it doesn't happen in today's day and age it happens because people feel completely disturbed when somebody else comes into the picture so shankaracharya said i am going away and he starts walking away then all his disciples come to know that shankaracharya is going away they all go and fall down at his feet and say we are very sorry for that but that is already done that deed was already done you can't do anything like this against a guru you know who shankaracharya is he shiva himself and if you do something bad like this where you do not have the sense of the right and the wrong what you are doing what are you trying to do murder somebody for what what purpose what reason the meanness of the person of these people can be seen is the same thing which happened with buddha one disciple sided with the local king over there and murdered buddha himself it happened with jesus christ also one of his own disciples went and betrayed him and his number one disciple saint peter we call him today he denied jesus three times before the cock crows isn't that what happened so such kind of a thing happens even in the spiritual where the closest of the closest people also go and backstab this happens because of this particular thing the desire isn't that what a spiritual person is supposed to give up they are supposed to give up this you know the attachment to the sense objects that is the reason why i keep on telling my disciples i tell them don't get attracted towards any person or human being if you are attached to this body you are going to suffer very badly it is the tattva that we are bothered about it is not the body and if that attachment comes into the picture it is surely going to ruin you so in the material world also it is the same thing if you get an attached to any object yesterday or just a few days ago i was doing a portion of 
Sri Ramakrishna Paramahansa's book, The Gospel of Sri Ramakrishna Paramahansa, in which a person says, I am getting married. And Ramakrishna Paramahansa looks at him and he says to him, Okay, so the same person gets so entangled with his wife that Ramakrishna Paramahansa is able to see through this person. He forgets spirituality and becomes a householder. Then he tells Ramakrishna Ji later, I am so busy with my work, you know, in the house. I have to earn money. I have to take care of my wife and children that I will not be able to come to see you again. What is the Guru supposed to do at such point in time? He can only feel sad for that person. Because where that person stopped his spiritual development, he is going to remain at that place till he meets the same master again in some life. Till that point you are, you are literally frozen in time. And maybe in the future lifetimes when both of them come together, then only they will be able to progress further. But then it's a long way off. Which life of yours? Which life of this person? So this infatuation should not lead a person to anger. Anger is the doorway to hell. These words have been used by Sri Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita. Anybody who has issues with anger, for no rhyme or reason, the person gets angry over any subject matter. Please remember this. Anger is the doorway to hell. You can never be with Krishna again. Krishna says this to Arjuna and here in this he is saying this to Uddhava. And indirectly he is telling you also. Don't ever get angry because anger is the doorway to hell. You can never get back. The anger could be of any sort. Anger is anger at the end of the day. Whether you like it or not. People have this habit of telling me, Guruji, in other book you are telling us that you know, it is not a problem to get angry with another person if they are attracted towards the Guru or towards the religion. Let me correct you for once. If you are getting angry because of religion, because of the Guru or because of that particular deity or divinity, you are causing grave harm to everybody. Have you not seen that because of one religion, Everybody is turning against this whole world. So many issues have happened in the last so many years. Because of anger. Have you not noticed it? One religious group fights with another. The whole world. They take on the whole world. Now tell me whether that verse is correct or wrong. It is not to be misinterpreted. Never misinterpret a verse. You should ask your spiritual master whether it is right or wrong. Every verse has to be used in its own perspective. Don't put one verse in another and say, Oh, it is written in the scriptures that I can, go, can kill all the infidels in this world. No way. No way. The truth about God, Guru, Master is only one. Love and devotion. No anger, no upsets, no murders, nothing like that. Jesus Christ never told any of his disciples to go and do something wrong. Buddha never said anything like that. Dattatraya will never say this. Krishna will never say this. So then who has given you the right to even think that there is something wrong even in the spiritual? So never twist words in spirituality. 
यू कैन नेवर गेट एंग्री इन स्पिरिचुअल नेवर इट इज कॉल्ड मिस रेप्रेजेंटेशन एंड यू आर श्योरली गोइंग टू गो टू हेल्प बिकॉज ऑफ दिस एंड दिस इज एन इश्यू विच यू हैव टू अंडरलाइन इन योर लाइफ एंड कीप यू आर नॉट अलाउड टू गेट एंग्री इट इज गॉड्स वे ऑफ डूइंग थिंग्स आई विल टेल यू अ स्टोरी ऑफ अ गुरु वेन दिस ग्रेट स्पिरिचुअल मास्टर वन डे फाउंड दैट देर इज अ लॉट ऑफ थिंग्स गोइंग रॉन्ग he walked out of his ashram he walked out of his ashram and nobody could find him one fine day 10 years later he was found in another place they told him please come back and he never came back he stayed in that place till his last shivanand swami swami shivanand of the divine life society you can go and read it you will come to know that there are lots of people who dislike this kind of animosity that is there there should be no animosity between anybody you have to learn to live in love and devotion to the one ideal only spirituality doesn't provoke a person to get angry with another person if somebody is saying something wrong to the spiritual master or to god their mouth is dirty yours you shouldn't do and if you are hearing those words stay away from it stay away from it you don't have to be a part of it and you have not been given authorization to go and destroy those people or do something wrong and this is the truth about life spiritual success is only when you understand the true meaning of the word love and devotion to love this whole world and to be devoted to the supreme divine that is all there should be no other word than this no hatred no anger no upset because anything that you do like that whichever way it is it is going to take you straight to hell this is the final word please understand it so never misuse the words so we will move to the next verse we are doing chapter 16 from the uddhav gita verse 22 engrossed in sense objects he knows neither himself nor the supreme self but vainly lives in a vegetative life and breathes but like a pair of bellows anybody in this material world who is entangled in this kind of a desire world of desires if a person is engrossed in sense objects sense objects could be anything i told you for a man it can be a woman and for a woman it can be a man for people it can be their children their house their properties their countries their religion it can be anything for any person if someone is got entangled in this they have a desire for that that is a sense object if you got lost in a sense object then you are far away from the supreme self the supreme self in this case krishna is saying about himself the supreme divine consciousness is krishna himself from the second divine unmanifest krishna is speaking about himself if it is any other religion then they are talking about the divine lord the father in heaven please understand this if you have got attracted towards sense objects even if it is a job even if it is money even if it is pay fame or power or whatever that is the sense object that you have got so much attached to if you get attached to your job 
you are finished. If you are attached to money, you are gone. If you are attached to your spouse and your children or your parents, please understand, your doom is set. You have ticked on the word doom. Why? Because here Krishna is saying this very clearly. Engrossed in a sense object. He knows neither himself nor the Supreme Lord. But vainly lives a vegetative life and breathes like a pair of bellows. Suppose you have attachment towards your own parents. You will be so much bothered about their good. Oh, pandemic is there. Oh, my father and mother are ill. Oh, I have to take care of them. You will risk anything and everything in the world to see to it that they are okay. At that point in time, the Supreme Self, God himself may come and tell you, see, the world I am taking care of. Why are you bothered? Even then they won't listen. So this person who has got attached to that object, be it the relative I told you, then the doom is 100% there. If it is about property, you know how many people get upset with the property. If somebody else is going to come and take it away, they are bothered about somebody else. If you have got money in the bank, you are bothered tomorrow what is going to happen. Even when this recent issue where people said, you know, for depositing and for withdrawal they are going to charge. Why should they do that? Today morning in the papers, it is about increasing in the water prices. Otherwise, two days ago, here, the increase in 40 paisa per unit in power. My God, increase in power, so much. Well, if you are earning a lot of money and you are staying in the city, there are costs involved, aren't there? How much are you going to pay extra? Thousand rupees? That's it. And yet you are attached to that object. And then the thought comes in the mind. I have to really make money. My money is going away. This is how people behave. When they remove a little money extra for something, they will always count the money and they will say. You know when you give some money to let us say your servants and say, here take this money, go to the market and buy these things. A few days later, the master will say, I gave you so much of money, where did that go? The servant will say, I spent it. But that was a lot of money. Where did it go? Well, the lot of money was a few hundreds or a thousand rupees. Thousand rupees. Whereas, this master himself will go and blow a lot of money on their own clothes on giving fancy items to their girlfriends, boyfriends or parents or whoever. They are willing to blow money on other, other things but this add little money which they might have given to their servants, they are bothered about it. That is called infatuation. And that is a wrong thing to do. If the tarkari wala, if the vegetable vendor or the flower man, or whoever it is, is taking something extra. Maybe they are taking 5 rupees, 10 rupees, or 20 rupees extra. A person handles with that person. Just because they are charging 20 rupees. But for blowing up in big shops, nobody cares. A fancy stuff, they will not even go and ask for anything. This is called infatuation. This is the desire to be seen. The desire to be understood by this world as, Oh, you are a great person. This is what leads a person to ruin. Understand this verse very carefully. Engrossed in the sense object, whatever the sense object could be. It could be anything. Whether it is money, fame, power, 
parents, children, you name it. Even your own body. If you are engrossed in this sense object also, you are surely going to go to ruins. He knows neither himself nor the supreme self. Doesn't know himself. And they don't even know the supreme self. God, who cares about God at that point? You are bothered about making that extra 20 rupees from that flower person. Or you are bothered more about taking that accounts, book of accounts from the person whom you have given money. That is what a person does. But from yourself, it's not required, isn't it? You are the earning member. Who is going to ask you for it? This is how it works. In the household also this works like that. The husband will go and buy a fancy camera. And if the wife says, give me another few thousand rupees because I have to buy grocery, he will say, why do you need this money? Well, you can go and buy lakh of rupees worth of camera, but you can't give 5,000 rupees extra to your wife just because she wants to run the house. These are live examples. Whatever I am telling you today are real examples in life. I am not telling you something which I have concocted. I have seen this with my own eyes where people come and say these words. They are bothered about petty issues and their attachment to those objects are so high that it is very easy to lose even the supreme self. God himself is not bothered. He will say, why should I bother about this idiot? He doesn't bother about me. He doesn't look at everybody in the same issue. He thinks that his wife has got more value than me. He thinks that these parents have more value than me. There is more value to those people. There is more value to the money that he earns. And to remove that little extra and give it is a, is a problem thing. To spend that 5 rupees extra in a temple or a, with a person is not correct. Counting pennies. And this is where Krishna says to Uddhava, this person vainly lives a vegetative life and breathes like a pair of bellows. He lives a life, when I say he, it doesn't mean he at all. Because there were lots of examples which I gave just now. They are connected to he and a she. Both human beings they are. It is just for representation that I am saying he. And Krishna also is saying the same thing. It is just a representation. The meanness is not just shown by men alone. The meanness is shown by women also. When they get attached to some objects, they go into the ruins. Now, I hope you understood that this life of theirs is just they are living it for the sake of living. They can never reach the supreme divine consciousness ever. They can say whatever they feel like. It doesn't make a difference. Because at the end, the judgment is different. Please remember this. There is a judge somewhere else and that judgment is going to be totally different. So we move to the next verse. So we are doing the last message of Sri Krishna Uddhav Gita chapter 16 verse 23. The Vedic passage treating of fruits of work do not set forth the highest well-being of men but are mere inducements like those for taking medicine spoken with a view to leading people to their highest good. See, these Vedic passages, Krishna is trying to tell you, these Vedic passages have been written. Whether Sri Krishna spoke to Arjuna in the Bhagavad Gita or to Uddhava in the Uddhava Gita, what is he saying? He is saying these are the passages that are written. The right and the wrong is written in the Vedas. It is written. It is written so that you do not fall into that. You do not commit those errors or those mistakes. Do not get so much attached to the material worldly objects. Never get attached to any object. Object doesn't mean an object, a physical object. It can mean a human being also. 
if you are attached to any human being if a man is attached to his wife if a wife is attached to his to her husband or if the mother is attached to the children or the children are attached to the mother this attachment is the cause of ruin of every person over there the mother as well as the children this is a very common phenomena you will find that in today's day and age also current yuga also the son will say i will never want to leave my mother and go okay and then he forces the girl that he is getting married you have to take care of my parents you know do you think you have brought home a servant is that woman whom you are getting married a servant to your mother is that the reason why you brought her here that woman deserves to be your wife not a servant she is not somebody who is you are buying for the sake of your mother it's not a servant you are buying you got what i am saying people consider a woman literally like that sometimes men also think like this sometimes a woman thinks like this and both of them are wrong they feel that this is the current thing no today a woman can become the vice president or the president of a country also don't you soon know that she has become the ceo she has become everything she has gone to the she is going to go in outer space she is going to do so many things you cannot treat a woman in a derogatory manner and neither a woman should treat a man in a derogatory manner a man is not some servant of yours the same thing goes for a man a man should never think a woman is like a servant no there is a status and it is written in our ancient scriptures where you have to give the credit where it is due you are not buying anybody this is not a slave trade okay and sometimes one person is working in a family the other one is handling the house it doesn't mean that that person is a inferior person these are certain things which a person has to know there has to be the samabhavana the equality over there you have to understand that that person is equally doing a good job as you are so these are certain basic understanding and rules that are there in this world so the fruit of work the vedic passage is treating the fruit of work do not set forth the highest well being of men but are mere inducements there is nothing in the vedas which are saying that this is what you got to do which is going to give you this in the material world the fruits of something people think that oh i am earning a lot of money i will give something to charity well let me tell you something charity is a part and parcel of everybody yesterday in the das bodh satsang i gave those six things which a person is supposed to do if you are on the spiritual path charity is a must for you to give and later on to take please remember this in the initial stages when you have you give in the later stages when you are crossed on to the spiritual path then you live on charity alone and if some person feels that oh i am doing charity to something no charity has to be directed to the correct direction oh charity begins at home so first let me buy myself an iphone first let me buy myself a mac that is not charity charity is not beginning at home by the way it doesn't work like that charity is where there is a need for that to be given you have to give that person there are some people in this world who don't even have you know food to eat so you have to do that 
So there are certain scriptures, you know, in the Vedas it is written. Why? And here Krishna is saying that these things have been written with an instruction not to be misused. These words have been written, but don't go and misuse them. Just the way I told you just now, charity begins at home. You are misusing the words of the Vedas. Just now when I was explaining about the Guru or the God, you cannot get angry and try to strike another person because that person is saying something bad about God or about your Guru. No. You are not supposed to get angry at all. You think God cannot take care of himself or what? Huh? You think your Guru is incapable of handling himself? That you have to become some great, uh, you know, I want to see justice and people form parties and this and that. And then they want to destroy the world. That is not correct. So he says that it is written in the scriptures, but they are meant for us giving example. An example should never be treated as, oh, this is what it is. No. An example is an example. He says it is just like an example given for taking, just like for taking medicine. It is, this, this thing is given, it is just a mere inducement. A person, even when a, when a guru is telling you that you have to become like that person, he is not saying that you have to become him. It is just a mere inducement. Please, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. A guru is actually saying something nice. But the mind is such a dirty one that it will say, my guru is comparing me to that person. There is no comparison. This is the verse which is going to tell you that this is just an inducement given. The spiritual master gives an inducement. He says, become like that. It doesn't mean that you have to be that. It means you are capable of becoming greater than that. Got it? That is the meaning of the words. So you can become better than that. It is spoken with a view to leading people to their highest good. These examples, these things have been given so that you become better than the world. So the examples in the Bhagavad Gita, the examples in Uddhav Gita, the examples in the Vedas, the examples in all the Puranas that are there, they are just mere examples for the sake of inducement. They push you, they prod you and they say, become like him, become like him, become like him. Why? So that you can understand your will, you can become better. And the Guru's job is always like this. He wants you to become better than another person. He's not saying you, should, you have to become like him. This is the truth which you need to understand. If you do not understand this, then there is surely ruin for you. In the previous verse, Sri Krishna has explained. You can never get the spiritual will. Number one, you can never get to the supreme self at all. To be with Krishna, it is not going to be possible. This is the truth. It is just like saying, you know many places in the world, what do they do? They have the remains of the master. They keep those things. And they will say, oh, I have the tooth of Buddha over there. Yeah, you can keep the tooth of Buddha or you can keep whatever that you want of the master. Doesn't make any sense. I went to an ashram in Karnataka itself. The spiritual master was staying in one ashram for many years. The people in the ashram started treating him badly. One day he walked out. There was another person who was having an ashram on the other side. 
Ashram means he was having a small place. He went and started living over there. That place became a very big place. And then he died over there. So when he died, the remains were buried in that place, in the second place. And now everybody comes over there to visit that other place. When they came to visit that other place, the person who is running it is just after money. He literally catches hold of people and talks about donations and stuff like that. And I was appalled at that. You are using the spiritual remains, the, the physical remains of your spiritual master to make money? That is such a pathetic thing to do. I visited these ashrams and I was shocked to see these things. That, that spiritual master must be turning in his grave because of that. You got what I am saying? That is not how you do things. There has to be love and devotion. And there has to be oneness. You can't have animosity. You can't have fights with people. I am sure there are places in this world where these things are there. And that is something which is not good. A place is divided by three different communities. One community has one set of keys, the other has another and the other, the third one has the third set of keys to one shrine. And all three of them say that person belongs to us. The divine master belongs to us. This happens in the Middle East. Let me give you another example. There is a mountain which is supposed to be very holy. One community says, it is our holy mountain. Other community says, no, it is our holy mountain. And the third community says, no, it is ours. All these can be in harmony and look at the same mountain as a holy one. And there is no need for animosity. It is all about love and devotion. Please understand this. I am talking about Mount Kailash. I am sure you know about it. And the first example was about Jesus Christ. Why should anybody have that? They are both great in their own way. And we have to respect everything. So the examples in the Vedas are given so that you don't have fights. The examples is given so that you rise higher in your life. And not to fall down. Anger is the doorway to hell. Please never get angry over anything. Even on provocation a person should not get angry. And nothing should provoke you. And don't misuse the words of the scriptures. In this verse he is very clearly saying. The Vedic passage is treating of fruits of work. Do not set forth the highest well-being of men. But are mere inducements. These words are only mere inducements. They are only written so that for what reason are they written? Like those for taking medicine. It is like taking medicine. Take this medicine. Okay. I am giving you these words like that. Spoken with a view to leading people to their highest good. They are written and spoken so that you can understand the goodness in them. So that you reach the highest level. The scriptures and Krishna himself is saying now that whatever that I speak, don't ever misinterpret it. And all these words are written so that you can reach your highest destination of good in this world and nothing else. So we have come to the end of verse 23.
tomorrow we will do verse 24 and then we will understand what it means all right so i'll take your leave you have a great day and i'll see you all tomorrow bye